Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Going for your first ever run around the park. Literally running errands all over town. Running for the finish line and your personal best. If you run, you're a runner. Find the shoes and clothes to run your way at newbalance.com slash running. New Balance. Run your way. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Olive Magazine podcast, Effortless Christmas Series. I'm Janine, Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each episode we'll be joined by our Olive team experts to explore ways of making your holiday entertaining truly fuss-free. From big day cooking advice to easy edible gifts, as well as cool drinks and cocktail ideas, there'll be plenty of festive tips and tricks to raise your Christmas cooking game. Today, we have Olive's drinks editor, Hannah Guinness, on the podcast. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Janine. And today, we're talking about some great cocktails, drinks, and low-alcoholic versions to serve over the holidays. Yes, indeed. Okay, so let's start with um, some really easy wins. Um, how about jug cocktails? Because I know those are really popular, especially if you've got quite a few people coming around. Yeah, jug, jug cocktails are great, um, mostly because you can whip them up ahead of time. And also people can serve themselves if they want to, or you can sort of carry the jug um, and sort of go around the room um, topping up people, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, often people think of jug cocktails as being good for um, barbecues and summer parties, but yeah. actually um, there's lots of ones that work really well for um, winter and festive um, occasions. So, for example, we've got a jug cocktails collection online on the okay. website, on olivemagazine.com. Um, and there are tons of ideas there, but ones we think would work really well for Christmas include a cider mimosa, okay. which is basically like a classic mimosa, but instead of sparkling wine, you just use um, a dry sparkling cider. Nice. Um, and it could be any anything. I think for that recipe, I think I tested it using aspel cider, okay, which yeah, is a really a nice one, yeah. affordable every, everyday one you can mm. buy. Um, I just As long as it's fairly dry and not too sweet. Um, just mixed with orange juice and a dash of grenadine. And that's quite low ABV. So you can yeah, sort it's of really light it. then, isn't it? Because yeah. cider is probably typically 
I don't know, like four four percent ABV. Yeah. Apart from old Rosie that you love. <laughs> yes. Just... <laughs> yeah. Don't buy. Yeah. Don't get some of the traditional farmhouse cranberries. I don't think no. that would quite. So we're be a very for different a, drink. A nice light. A nice light cider. That, that's a really nice way to start out. Yeah. Yeah. I think you don't want to. I think the key with Christmas and festive drinking is you just want to pace yourself a bit. I yeah. think. And I think, yeah, something light. Um, cool. is good to kick what else with. can we do with the, the jugs then um, so another one we've got a recipe for um, which I think you might have written Janine oh, really um, it's a Negroni <laughs> uh, um, I always mispronounce this word spagliato 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 yeah. um, and that is so a traditional Negroni um, is Campari vermouth and gin mm. um but a spagliato swaps out the gin for sparkling wine so again it's a little bit lower ABV and we've got a recipe for a kind of big batch version Again, it's, you know, it's light, sparkling, a little bit bitter because of the Campari. So mm. it's a bit more grown up if you want a sort of a less sweet drink. Yeah. If you're making like a jug cocktail and you're putting something fizzy in, is there like a, is there a technique to not get it? I guess just go slowly, you know, for the, the fizzy bit, not to kind of just erupt all over the jug. Yeah, I'm, I'm very bad at doing that myself. So it takes me ages to do. Um, yeah, I think I would just suggest just go slowly, make sure there's plenty of room in the jug. Yeah. Um, and yeah, don't try and do it on the hoof. Okay. What else? What about you said something about leftover wine? Um, so yes, so uh I often have this problem. If you want, you know, say you fancy a glass of wine mm. and you don't want to have obviously the whole bottle, mm. what you can do is use it to make um a sangria. Obviously, sangrias we think of as a summer drink, but actually <clears throat> they work really well for winter as well. Um, I mean sangria is basically there isn't really a, a sort of canonical recipe right it's pretty much um any combination of white red or white or sorry pink white or red wine yeah um with any sort of fruit juice you fancy and uh seasonal fruit garnishes with a bit of um extra booze added in so for winter i would do um seasonal fruit so seasonal fruit whole and juiced so cranberries blood oranges pomegranates apples pears um you could add maybe whole spices to garnish. Or if you wanted nice. to sweeten it, you could make a spice sugar syrup. Mm. Um, and if you wanted to add a bit of extra booze, normally with the sangria, you'd add a bit of brandy. Yeah, that's like, true. Not a lot, but you just add a, just a dash. But you could sort of uh, make it a bit more Christmassy. So you could add maybe port or um, ginger wine, for example. Oh, yeah, that's nice. You could even put cranberry juice in, I guess, yeah. instead of orange juice, because that would give it a slightly Tartar. drier edge, wouldn't it? Which I think it would work really nicely. Definitely. And in, um, for a summer sangria, you would usually add like sparkling water or like yeah. lemonade or something. But I mean, you can do that for winter, but I think a sort of still sangria is a bit more, a bit more kind of... Like warming as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah well. lovely. Um, let's talk about batch cocktails because um, I really like this idea and I know you've done quite a lot of it in the, in the measure um, column in the magazine and online about making your own batch cocktails because they're very trendy, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Batch cocktails are super trendy at the moment. Um, I mean, it's a big trip. I mean, you can buy bottled cocktails. A lot of bars and brands are, are offering at the moment. Um, and a lot of a lot of uh, bars also will, swipe, will, will, will serve batch cocktails. So, for example, martinis, they'll mix up and put in the freezer. And I've had them just poured like wow. straight, like freezer cold, and it is delicious. Um, but they're also, yeah, one of the easiest things you can make yourself at home. Yeah. Um, the best thing is if, I would start with spirit forward strong drink. So right. if you like an old fashioned or a Manhattan or a Negroni, these are perfect for batching up. Um, it's pretty much just, yes, yeah, simple as best, basically. So yeah. 
kind of three ingredient cocktails um, and basically just scale up the ingredients. Mm. And then um, just remember to add a little bit of water as well. So say from Negroni, um, I probably would do something like if you have a bottle to fill, that's like um, 700 mils, for example, I'd maybe do 200 each of gin, Campari and vermouth and then just add 100 mils of water. And that would be the ice because normally with the Negroni, you'd mix it with ice and that would dilute the um, everything else and that kind of marries it all together. So just add a bit of water into whatever you're doing. Um, but yeah, so drinks like that are really good for a party as well because again, if you're serving, if you're hosting people, it can be quite time consuming. Yeah. Drinks for everyone, um, and also if, you know not everyone knows how to make a co- you know a mm. cocktail, so you could end up just spending the whole time mixing drinks with people. Um, and I think also another thing is I I often find if you um, batch up these cocktails ahead of time um even if, if you can do it even a few days ahead yeah. um, i feel like it just lets the flavors kind of marry um so everything mellows out a little yeah, bit yeah I've, I've even left them for like as in left what i mean left is mean i forgot about them is <laughs> i've left them for like months at a time oh really and they're really nice and i mean there's just a lot it's all it's very like it's very alcoholic so you'd keep really it you just off. keep that in the fridge yeah keep it in the fridge yeah um and serve it just have a little you need a little measure, though, wouldn't you? Because people might just pour in, like, whole measures of batch yes, cocktails can yeah. get quite dangerous. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, use a little me- measuring spoon or yeah. a little measuring <laughs> jigger. Um, the only thing is, I would, um, if you're trying with different types of cocktails, um, anything with fruit juices yeah. or cream. I think fruit juices maybe you could make on the day. Yeah. But fruit juices tend to spoil quite quickly. Anything with cream, I think, would be tricky. I think you should just make any cream-based drinks yeah. just um, to order, basically. Yeah, you don't want it curdling. That would no. be a bit nasty. <laughs> yeah, not so good. Um, let's talk about um, something that, another thing that's quite trendy, which is kind of setting up your own bar, like having your own bar in your home. I think, obviously, during lockdown, a lot of people started doing that and I saw quite an, quite a lot of nice little drinks, trolleys and things. How would you set up a bar for a, a party or a small gathering? Um, I mean, suppose at, at its simplest, um, you kind of want to have, um, say, a table, for example, or a drinks trolley and you want to have your spirits um, grouped in one, one section and then mixers and then maybe individual bowls and trays for garnishes, you know, things yeah. like citrus, olives, cocktail, cocktail cherries um, and then glassware. Um, but I think, you know, if, if, if drinks, trolleys and, and, and that kind of thing are your thing, then this is a good time to be creative. Yeah. Um, so you can sort of theme it around and often it's easier if you focus on maybe serving one or two yeah. cocktails at a party, A, it's much more easier to, easier to kind of plan and organize. Um, but I think, I think it's quite sort of fun and, um, kind of classy to have like, say for example, like a martini trolley. Like, um, if you go to, like, hotel bars, quite a few hotel bars in London, like the Connaught, for example, if you order a martini, um, they'll push up a little trolley and make it at your table. Um, <laughs> Love that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really, it's really fun. Um, so, for example, you could do the same with that. You could have um, gin and vodka, um, dry vermouth, and then um, an array of garnishes, depending on what kind of martini you want to make. So you could have olives, lemon twists. Uh, pickled onions if you want to make a Gibson, olive brine for a dirty martini. So you could whip up um, drinks just for people. Like a little bespoke drinks. What's that little thing that you posted on your Instagram? Um, it's like a, it's not, is it a cocktail garnish, a gilda? The, the yes. olive in the... Well, it, it gilda's like a, it's like a, a Basque um, pinchos 
But it kind of looks like something that should be hanging out at the end of a glass, doesn't it? I think I, I did. I actually, it's, uh, yeah, so it's um, olives, anchovies and a pickled chilli yeah. threaded through on a, um, a, little, a little toothpick and it's delicious. I think I actually made a drink, I did a roast recipe for olive, which was a Spanish Bloody Mary. Oh, nice. Which was like swapped out the... Um, Actually, that's actually that'd be a great drink to do that would be great for bloody mary because you can really make your own little bespoke mixes for that can't you yeah for sure and i think with that one i added in sherry instead of vodka so again a bit lower abv but that would be a good sort of if you were hosting a sort of brunch i don't know like a christmas brunch or something that would be fun yeah and i think you said aperitivos it's quite nice too for that yeah yeah if you're having a sort of like early cocktail hour or something before before dinner for example um you could have a little station for Negronis. Um, so you could have um, spritzes, so you could have Campari, Aperol, sparkling wine. Mm. And then you could have like a whole little array of like little nibbles. So like salty snacks, crisps and that kind of thing. That's really nice. And I think it's quite nice. It's sort of, especially if you've got people coming around who maybe don't all know each other, mm. it kind of can be a bit of an icebreaker, can't it? Where yeah, everyone's yeah. kind of milling around, helping or trying to get the cocktails on the table. I love the sound of that. Um, you mentioned three ingredient cocktails before, and I know you're a huge fan of them. And actually, you know, there's a saying that some of the best cocktails are just made up of three ingredients, the classics, mm. and also the easiest as well. So you don't have to go out and buy 16 different ingredients. What, what are your favourites? Um, yeah, so I, I, I do indeed love a three-ingredient cocktail, um, <laughs> or even a two-ingredient cocktail, like a martini. Um, I mean, I mentioned a couple of times already, but obviously the, the, a Negroni is the classic. Um, and you can, there's loads of variations for this. So you can swap a gin for bourbon to make a boulevardier or a mezcal, which is, makes a really nice smoke, smoky drink. Or you could use, instead of sweet vermouth, you could use dry to make something called mm. a cardinal, cardinale. Um, as well as that, um, something like a margarita, for example, you can use tequila, you can use mez- mezcal instead of tequila, or um, so just a margarita is tequila, a sweetener which is normally Cointreau mm. and lime juice. Um, in lockdown, I did uh, quite a few variations of a margarita. <laughs> it was like summer; it was very sunny. Yeah, it's a great it drink. Became, yeah, it became my favourite sort of garden drink. Um, <laughs> it's quite hefty for a garden drink, I think. Yeah, well, a Friday evening garden. Yeah. You know, there's something else to do. You sit in the garden and you have your margarita. Sipping it very slowly. Yes, yes, definitely. And <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, I've you could use, I've used, used, it sounds a bit random, but actually, like it, I've used limoncello instead of Cointro initially because I didn't have any Cointro. So okay. Limoncello and it was it's got that citrus thing, though, hasn't it? Because it's kind of the smoky tequila or mezcal. And then you're kind of citrusy because Cointreau is orange-based mm. and I guess limoncello is just lemon. Yeah, so. it's just a bit zestier, kind yeah. of slightly more tartar than Cointreau. Yeah. Um, so if you like a really kind of... Yeah. <laughs> nice, that's a good one. Um, another classic three-greeny cocktail is a sidecar, which okay. is normally um, cognac, um, lemon juice and uh, Cointreau. Um, again, you can play with, play around with that quite a lot. Mm. Um, I've used... Calvados recently, which is, um, we think it's, I think it's probably going to be quite a trendy spirit. It's Calvados, the apple, apple-based? Yeah, it's French apple brandy. Oh, okay. Um, it's basically like cognac, but just made from apples and not from grapes. Um, it's delicious. It's, um, it's really popular in France, but it's, it's much more delicious. Yeah, I can't, is it, is it fruitier then? Has it got that kind yeah, of Yeah, it's, it's, it's got, um, and it's dry, but it yeah. has like, loads of really lovely apple flavour. Mm, nice. Um, and it's starting to creep up on cocktail lists here, and I'm starting to see um, kind of new 
new expressions being released. Um, I really like it, and it's really good in a in a mm. in a sidecar. Um, a martini, for example. Um, so, one two ways you can play around with a martini is you can play with the ratios. So you can have like, e- you know, equal parts vermouth and gin or vodka. Mm. You can do a reverse martini, which is mostly vermouth with a bit of gin and vodka, oh, really? a little bit less punchy um something else i've done recently is to experiment with other clear spirits so um i'm, prob- I'm probably gonna not pronounce this correctly but aquavit which is like a oh yeah the scandinavian, scandinavian. yeah yep. caraway and that's yeah. quite sort of spicy and herbaceous um i've also just tried a new spirit made from um it's called axia it's made from mistiha which is like this resin Oh yeah, the Greek. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had ice cream with that in, and it's it's lovely. It's got a really particular flavour, hasn't it? Yeah, and I think normally it's sweet, but this is a dry one. Oh, and wow. I tried it recently in a martini. It was just super like herbaceous and woody. Stick around for more expert drinks advice from Hannah. And talking about these kind of quite short cocktails. Um, I know we've talked in the past about pudding cocktails being quite trendy on menus, but that's mm. something you can do at home as well, isn't it? Especially for something like Christmas where you might have had a huge meal and you're not really up for a big slab of Christmas pudding. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I always find, I'm always, in, I've always said that I think I can, I'd rather have dessert like an hour after I finish the <laughs> main too. course. Because I just, <laughs> the last thing I want to have is something really heavy after yeah. absolutely stuff. And I end up at restaurants having to sort of, Oh have yeah, a dessert that I'm actually like, oh, I pay, I, I'm not sure I'm fully appreciating it. That's why I always make everyone share one. You know, yes. I get one, but then you share it between two or three people, and at least you get a bite of something, but it doesn't yeah, kill so you. Yeah, I just want a bite of something sweet. I yeah. don't want something um, sort of that big, really. Um, and that's where sweet and creamy cocktails, I think, really come into their own. Um, I'm quite a fan of an espresso martini mm. uh, to combine the sort of after dinner coffee <laughs> and and the kind of sweet and creamy element. Um, but I also really like this sort of quite retro camp um, dessert cocktails. So like Brandy Alexander's. Nice. Um, White Russians. Um, we've got a dessert cocktails collection online and, and it has recipes for those as well as things like a chocolate martini. But again, that sort of nostalgia taste. So for me, mm. this is quite rogue. It's like, I do really like a grasshopper cocktail, which is um, creme de month, white creme de cacao and cream. Oh, wow. So it's like a white minty chocolate. Yes. So for me, and <laughs> Match people will disagree, but I think mint chocolate is a superior chocolate it's, and it's, superior to orange chocolate, <laughs> I'm to say. And for me, I always loved having it at Christmas. So I'd have, I'd always get given those like matchsticks. Yeah. Those minty, you know, um, and so that mint chocolate thing is very, for some reason, is really... Really, it's really it, Christmassy, you're it's right? It's very Christmassy, and I just love, like, yeah. I mean, for me, it's one is enough, I think. It's very, yeah. very sweet. But yeah. It's slightly toothpaste like. Yeah. Like <laughs> Some great ideas. And lastly, uh, you did mention before about pacing yourself. So I think you've got some some nice little ideas for um, keeping the ABV quite small. Christmas parties and during Christmas Day, um, it could be easy to go quite heavy with drinking mm. or at least start too early or start too strong. Um, particularly if it's, you know, at Christmas, if it's an all-day affair, if you're cooking, if you're entertaining. Yeah. Um, and But, you know, apart from obviously, there are obviously loads of great non-alcoholic um, spirits, beers and wines that you can try and mix it up with and, and, and maybe mix with al- alcoholic drinks. Yeah. They're also just kind of really easy things you can do um, just to kind of pace yourself. So um, it sounds very obvious, but actually I think it does work. 
is to use like small glasses. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's sort of tiny bistro style wine glasses. Oh yeah, the little tiny like yeah. round shaped ones. Yeah, yeah. you pour yourself another glass of, I don't, for me, it really works. I also really like using mini, like almost like the cure glasses. Oh yeah. Or like really, like one of those, all those really tiny coupe ones or to make kind of mini versions of your favourite cocktails. Oh, so that's a nice want, idea, yeah. Yeah, if you do want, if you do want one, just to make, yeah, just cut the proportions in half basically. Yeah. And something you can sip on. Um, you can also do um, sort of easy low low ABV drinks, um, things like. Um, and this is great because you probably have a lot of fortified wines. Yeah, you might have them, might have some in the cupboard at home. But things like white port, um, vermouth, uh, dry sherry mixed with tonic. Yeah, that's really lovely. Delicious. White port and tonic is so and so yeah. refreshing as well. It's really yeah, and quite nice if you're having lots of heavy Christmas food. Um, if you're drinking wine. Um, there are a lot of obviously there are like and we have around we have roundups online for non-alcoholic um non-alcoholic and low alcohol um wines. Yeah. But there are, are there are certain grapes and styles that are just naturally a bit lower in alcohol. Okay. So normally um wine is usually about 12 to 15% ADP. Yeah. Uh, but things like Vina Verde, which is this very lightly spritzy Portuguese, Portuguese white wine, yeah. um often really affordable as well um and really light and easy going and that's nice. usually clocks in about nine percent yeah or there are some kind of italian uh sparkling uh slightly sweeter wines which are really nice as dessert wines um there's one called um apologies for my italian pronunciation but bracchetto di acqui nice like a red sparkling wine oh, lovely. and that's like six percent or something that which is sounds almost, really nice as well to a beer or something and yeah. it's, again if they're, they're fizzy, so it f- still feels kind of special and celebratory. Lots of nice ideas. And as you said, we have got um, online, we've got really comprehensive, um, low and non-alcoholic beer and wine guides, don't we? So you, people yeah. can go there and see what kind of styles you can get. Um, but yeah, so lots of ideas there for Christmas Day. Um, thank you so much for coming to chat to us today, Hannah. That was great. Oh, thanks. That was the Olive Magazine podcast. For more information on things we talked about in this episode and to check out our back catalogue of over 250 episodes, head to olivemagazine.com.